Peace and love, family. Thank you so much for this exchange of energy. We have a special guest today on Bag Talk Session, where we talk about that spiritual bag within. I am your host, Tara Chantel. Allow me to introduce Dr. In the Building. We had this intense intelligent exchange of energy exchange of dialogue raising the vibes raising our consciousness to a whole nother dimension we spoke on relationships love the black woman is god you hear me nature the universal laws i mean the list goes on But let's just take it there on this episode. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for constantly leaving a review. Your support does not go unnoticed. Let's just get right into the episode now. How I earned the name Chakra Doctor, um, I, I, I am, I am the first African-American on log in this modern day and time to create his own genre of yoga. Um, Every genre of yoga that you see was created by something other than our African-American ethnicity. Um, So as, you know, as the first African-American on record to create his own genre of yoga, the name of the yoga is called FCA yoga. And that stands for full chakra activation. I literally created a guided meditation. I wasn't trying to make create a yoga. I just created this guided meditation that helped people physically feel as a physical representation, these, this concept you call the chakras, this concept you call the soul, this concept you call the light, this concept you call metaphysical and spiritual. It is a wonderful, wonderful dialogue that we're all having, but few of us are living actually. Like we can analyze the particles, the atoms, but how many of us are relating and connecting to the particles and the atoms. We can talk about the spirit, but how many of us are exuding and embodying the spirit? We can talk about Christ, but how many of us are walking like Christ? We can talk about, you know, Mother Nature, but how many of us have an undying relationship with Mother Nature? We can talk about a lot of things, but, you know, in the famous words of the, you know, in, in the, the group walking like I talk, how many of us are walking like me talking to make sure it's a parallel match? And so um, I, that's what I, that's what I started off in. I started off in this wonderful journey. I come from, and I come from the worst background. Let me give that to people. I, I always give that to people, man. Don't let where you're at now determine what you're going to be or who you're going to be. Um, and I come from poverty. I come from low income, single mother. I come from all of the so-called horror stories, right? And no, literally like horror story after horror story. And, and you learn that, wait a minute, if I was able to make it through all of that, then what's going on now is nothing compared to what I've been through. A lot of us have been through a lot worse than what we're going through right now, but we're complaining about what we're going through right now. And there will be another moment of now where something won't go your way. How will you handle it? There will be another person, place, or thing that doesn't match your potential vibe. How will you react? How will you express yourself? 
So I always tell people first, before I ever got into natural, holistic, healing cancer, healing AIDS, healing autism, and healing all of these incurable diseases, I was first, I was the chakra doctor and I was in California and I was giving people full chakra activation, activating their chakras, activating their kundalini, breaking down what it means for them. Like, what is a chakra? Well, you ever been to church? Right, and they said, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Right, that's what they were talking about. But the Indians over there call it chakras and they borrowed that for some Africans. And Africans name wasn't really named Africa, but we're just gonna keep it simple. And that little light they're talking about, you know, the people in India call it chakra. Mm -hmm. So, I always get I always get back to that like this is how I started and then it grew and when I got into my spirit and I got 100% balanced with my sacred feminine and my divine masculine nature and my yin and my yang became a full complete circle then I was able to go and perform the physical geniuses if you will right the physical geniuses creating formulas creating systems creating data creating um structures that physical structures for people to see and benefit from but before i was ever able eligible to do that the great grand holy mother of all divine had to put me through a system and a cycle of creating myself creating my system creating the thing that was going to build me so that people don't have to ask me they could just see my life and go i want that i don't have to see you bro i know that you're at where i need to be how do I get that? It's called show and tell. So I showed everybody everything. And then they asked me, well, what is that? And then I tell. So that's the kind of farm. That's the kind of way. That's the, that's the way the spirit moves. You know, a tree doesn't tell you, hey, I'm about to grow one day. You just get there and the tree is there yielding fruit. You don't ask the tree, hey, how you got here? You knew it grew, right? Because you see the tree and you see the fruit. So when you're a living tree, and that's what the Bible says, you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters, bringing forth its fruit in this season. Your leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever you do, it shall prosper. This is what happens when you get rooted back into your divinity. And so I always, my whole thing is health is wealth. So let's get healthy spiritually. Let's get healthy mentally before we start talking about going to build a bank. Can't build no bank with poisonous people. <laughs> right so um i always i'm just always in that self-correct mode i always correct myself correct myself correct myself and that's all i need to do just keep correcting myself and unconditionally love myself that will give me the room and space to unconditionally love you mm, that was so powerful that was so powerful what really stuck out to me about how you were able to balance your masculine energy and your feminine energy to create such a huge powerhouse. Can you elaborate more on that? Because the brothers ain't in touch for real, for real. Yeah, the, uh, and I tell people, in order for you to become, you know, in order for you to rise above alpha male into the realm of sigma and theta male, you're gonna have to, um, you're gonna have to unite what people call beta male, what that, they call it beta male, but that is really your sacred feminine energy. That is your passive, that is your passive, receptive, I receive, I am submissive energy. And a lot of men were taught, you know, only women are submissive and women are supposed to be, but because they have it naturally and we have to acquire it. Um, but the sacred, your sacred feminine nature is your ability to express your emotions with unapologetically, right? 
express them problem. When I say express them unapologetically, not just temper tantruming, crying, and people think that's emotions, crying, temper tantrums, or or the, the, these passions. That's no, I call it passions. But your your actual emotions are the way you feel before anybody ever sees you. You're gonna feel it. You're gonna know you feel it, whether you observe it or not. And being able to articulate that emotion so that other people can recognize that, hey, this person is feeling this way. I need to respect this person's boundaries. I need to respect where they're coming from, right? And that's all feminine energy. And a lot of men, we're taught not to cry. We're taught not to express emotion. We're taught to be, and we are supposed to be these protectors, servers, maintainers, sustainers, and providers. That is our DNA, this is our coding. Protect the, protect the kingdom, protect the womb, protect mother nature, serve mother nature, right? Uh, maintain mother nature, um, provide for mother nature because she provided for you. And all of these things we are, as we are, as uh, men, we are built to already have. This is why we want to buy mama a house. This is why we want to spend all of the money on, on all the women in the world, right? Or uh, whatever you want to do, right? We all have, we have a divine code to just really, when we meet, when we, when we meet that energy, bow down to our Lord and creator, which is the female. Remember, we all come through that. We all come through that portal. We all come through that gate. We don't like to acknowledge that fact. We like to call it other things, but I like to call it for what it is. They don't call her mother nature for nothing. Motherboard, mothership, um, the, um, you, you name it. There is a when you go look at people name their boats, they name them after females. Every embryo starts in the wombs from six to eight weeks. It is a it is a female um, embryo. All of these things to show you that this sacred feminine energy is the energy that is actually giving you the experience called life. That's why they say life is a bitch, and you know karma is a bitch. It's still referring it to a female, right? So. I always bring people back to this principle. Even when you go into masculine patriarchal doctrine, you'll find out that, wait a minute, Jesus had a mother, right? You go and look at Muhammad, right? Go and look at Muhammad's um, and, the, and the Muslims. And you look at the Hadith and the Prophet Muhammad said, heaven lies at the foot of the mother. And then somebody came and asked him, who do I respect in the house first? You say your mom. And then to say it again, who do I respect first? You say your mother again. He said, who, who's after that? Your mother again. He said, your mother three times. He said, who's after that? Then on the fourth time, he said his mom. So it shows the importance that we're supposed to be putting into nurturing, caring, building, growing, staying still. Remember, women are women are great. Remember, home makers. If you take off the H, you got own the womb again. Own makers, right? So we have to just get back into the data uh, that remember, this is already in our DNA. Uh, you go look at our old, 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 the oldest ancient any kind of religion ever was not a masculine deity. It was a sacred feminine deity, and her name was the Great Mother. Okay, so once again, it keeps showing you how we men and we men and women, because women have become over masculinized so much so that you know they don't even know how to tap back into their sacred feminine. Um, so. We have to, we as a people, you know, first and foremost, as the first people on the planet, and then second and foremost, as you know, a human race as a whole, we have to learn how, especially as men, we have to learn 
how to tap into that sacred femininity without um without abusing it, misusing it, and putting it in a predicament where we don't see the respect or the value in it, right? And so that's what it took for me first. And I, I remember my mother taught me this. So I come from New Orleans, Louisiana, and you know, when in New Orleans, Louisiana, it's kind of a different culture when it comes to um when it comes to culture, period. Uh, I can still go see Native Americans that look like me, dreadlocks with feathers. I'm Choctaw Chippewa Native American. Nobody can't tell me um, any otherwise, right? I don't know what they, I don't, you know, the stuff that you see on the, on the reservations and stuff, I don't, I never seen that before. I'm talking about in my streets for Mardi Gras, I see Native American Indians and they look like me, right? Um, if you, I see your features, I see your features. You have Native American Indian features, your high cheekbone, the slender nose. The, we don't have big, big, big African lips. We don't have small African. We have their medium size. Our brown skin tone versus super, super black skin tone that they we, um, that they have over in the African diaspora. And so I always tell people that we have to realize these things as a people that, wait a minute, we've been here so long that we're aboriginal to this place, okay? So much so that the climate has even changed our features. Mm -hmm. Then we have to realize that, number number two, we have to tap back in and protect the sacred feminine motherhood, right? And then after that, we have to realize, well, what should have been first, we have to realize in growing and building ourselves spiritually and raising ourselves to a higher vibration so that we can understand the, the other two concepts that I even told you about, you know? So that's what, that, that's what I, you know, that's how I can articulate it when it comes to, hey, this without offending anybody, right? I, I gotta articulate it without offending anybody. So I always tell people, men, if you wanna learn how to tap into sacred femininity, start hanging around a bunch of women. They're going to start telling you, they're going to start showing you and telling you what you are and what you aren't. You ain't gonna, you're not going to be able to control it, right? Um, um, or not hanging around, but just start getting the view of who you are through the eyes of females. And you're going to know what you need to correct and what you need to don't correct. How? Simply ask them, what do you think I need to improve? Well, you, you probably could be a little bit more listening or, you know, you probably could do this more. You probably could do that more, right? And... This is how you analyze women. Start going to different men and ask them, man, what you think I could change? And don't get offended by the answer because you're going to learn yourself. You're not going, you're not doing it for this person's or that person's opinion. You're doing it for your own opinion of who you think you are and how what you're projecting in the eyes of the majority. Beautifully said, beautifully well put. Like you just dropped so many nuggets and articulated so profoundly. And I would love to just get your insight how you said that we should ask men what they should want to change. So what do you see as women, how you said that we are mostly in our masculine nature, what else have you noticed that we should change? Women should be changing right now because I feel like, <laughs> I feel okay. like women right now are going down a wrong pathway, maybe because yeah. of the reality the Bible, show. Bible says, the Bible says, put not your faith in man. The reason why women are going down the wrong path because they forgot to put their faith in themselves first. And then, when, when you put your faith in yourself, you're going to attract the perfect man, not the right man. 
perfection is what you're striving for. Remember, perfection is the the sacred yin and yang is hey, this half, this half together equals the whole. Whole wholeness is perfection. So first and foremost, we're first and foremost, they're looking to save themselves through man. When they can't look to save themselves through man, because man is who, who is coming to them for saving. Mm, come on now. <laughs> can't, look, can't look to save yourself through man. When men come in and you, mama, I need some eat. Mama, walk my clothes. Mama, mama, mama. Right. Remember, it's just another version of motherhood. Whether you're a sister, whether you're a wife, whether you're a friend, it's just another aspect of a mother's duty because a mother has to be all of these things, a sister, wife, friend, confidant, everything, right? And so men, we're coming to women. And remember, let's, and let's just be, and then let me get to it from a scientific standpoint, showing you why, literally why chromosome, why? Why you think we're always asking why? Why, why, why? We're always searching why? Because that why chromosome, we're missing a part. And women, they be walking around like they just know it all, like they just got it all. Why? Because they possess the whole, the X chromosome, the mitochondrial DNA, the thing that makes everything whole. So we come and we're, we're, we're missing the roles. So number one, women have to learn themselves first, emotionally, because that's what y'all, that's the fuel that drives a woman, emotions. So until a woman learns how to master herself through emotions, She'll never learn how to master herself career-wise or otherwise because she don't understand the main fuel that drives her, right? So this is why we can, this is why a woman can be um, grabbed by emotion so much and not, wait a minute, let me check. Why am I feeling this? What do I need to do to change in this feeling? So that's the first thing, master, self-master. I'm big on, you said self-love. Self-love is the key entryway door to self-mastery. Come on now. I have to love, as a woman, I have to, and, and I suggest this to all women, especially if you don't have, um, especially if you're not in a relationship, please go on the journey of being by yourself so you, you can fall in love with yourself truly and genuinely, not, oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm putting on a front for the world to see and, I'm putting it on a gram. Hey, look at me, self-love. No, like disconnect from that phone. Disconnect from that social media. Disconnect from your friend's opinion. Put yourself in a sacred feminine jail. Read upon yourself. What you mean read upon myself? Read upon every, anything and anything that you can think about reading and see how it relates to you. Um, number two. When, when you're going on this journey, you're going to be by yourself. Keyword, by yourself. And there are going to be temptations. People are going to be trying to reach out all over the place. Hey, but you, in order for, I never see the butter, I never see the caterpillar go into a cocoon with more than one caterpillar. A caterpillar goes into a cocoon on its lonesome, and it go, and nobody gets to see it transform into a butterfly. They only get to see it come out as a butterfly. This is why that cocoon process for both men and women are definitely needed because you're going to be able to learn things about yourself that you that you would never learn had you not been still, had you not been up left to your own thoughts, left to your own emotions. Le Matter of fact, when you by yourself, you're going to see what other people see. Like, oh, damn, and no wonder people couldn't tolerate me. 
Look, I can't, I can't even tolerate me. Look at, I'm not even satisfied with this part right here, right? So don't, so don't do it on a firm of, oh, I'm just going to be by myself. No, do it in a, with an intention of, I'm going to be by myself so that I can become a perfected self so that I can stop attracting toxicity, right? And that's the first thing women got to do. So before, and even I'm talking about, even if you got kids, still find time for you. You have to, they call it me time, me time, me time. But people don't understand that is the greatest time because time is money. There's no greater money than me time, okay? Then when you go through your me times, go through your me times with an intent, a goal, a purpose, not just, oh, I'm just going to be me. And, and don't go to me time to be entertained. Please go to me time to improve what is wrong to improve, to correct what might be an error, right? You're not going to, you're going into me time with a purpose. This is not leisure time. This is not pleasure time. This is, I'm going in and face my demon time. You put in no work. <laughs> going in and finally looking in that woman in the mirror time. That part that I've been neglecting because I've been wanting I've been wanting Sister Alligator and Brother Crocodile to be that mirror, right? But now I don't have, now I'm the only one left. And now that I'm the only one left, what's gonna come about that? Well, how long should I go until you perfect and correct yourself? Well, when I perfected and corrected, it is a knowing within self. You're not going to have to ask you. If you got to ask yourself, how would I know? You right. <laughs> You're not there yet. <laughs> That's how you know. When you don't have to ask yourself anymore, am I already there yet? <laughs> You're going to be at the destination and no longer riding asking, are we there yet? You're going to be there. You're going to be like, okay, this is what it feels like. Okay, this is what everybody was talking about. Okay, all of as a matter of fact, all of those motivational speaking videos you heard, you're gonna actually be the embodiment of that. It's gonna be like hearing yourself talk when you listen to these other speakers talk, right? And that's how you know when you're there. Then after that, then you go out and about and start doing things um, socially, right? Become the social butterfly that you were meant to be. Why? Because now you're gonna be able to attract another social butterfly that matches your frequency, the true frequency of the real you, not the you that's bogged down by trauma or the you that's bogged down by drama or negative experiences or looking at the present through the eyes of the past, but you that is looking through now through the eyes of right now. And now spell backwards is one, meaning when you look in, when, you, when you're looking in, in, at life through the eyes of now, you're automatically winning at all times. So that's what that, that cocoon phase. I, after that, it's perfected. You, you, you're good. Go into your cocoon, isolate yourself from the world with a purpose of self-correction and building yourself up into the brick house. She's a brick house. Whether, whether it's physical exercises and mentally, you do all four. Do all four exercises. Develop you a physical exercise routine. Develop you a mental, a mental exercise routine, a spiritual exercise routine, and an emotional exercise routine an emotional exercise routine what do you mean by that well simply go into yourself and go to those places and emotions that you know still linger within let's start with those first i'm still i'm still pissed off as such just go to that right there first you know go to those emotions that are holding you back go to, to those belief systems that are 
you know, those things that are keeping you from achieving your true self, but you got to do it by yourself in order to truly win because you're going to mess up a few times and you don't want nobody seeing that. You got to be there and you got to be there for the blooper reel. Nobody else should be there for your blooper reel, only you and whoever, you know, or whatever spiritual nature that you're connecting to, right? And then you go out and be the social butterfly and be the reading rainbow, right? But until then, just stay your behind inside, cut off the Netflix, cut off the Netflix. If you get off, oh, well, I work a lot. Well, when you get off of work, don't cut on no TV. When you get off of work, don't get on your internet. When you get off of work, go take your nice hot bubble bath and, and sit in your bubble bath and think about what spiritual, what spiritual thing I'm about to do to uplift my spirit and what mental thing I'm about to do to uplift my mind and what physical thing I'm about to do to get my body right, right? These are the things that you only can do by yourself because everybody else around you will be distractions. So most definitely. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you took all the words out of my mouth. I realize more and more as women, we are looking to be someone else's wife, but really it starts with, you gotta be your own wife to yourself. You gotta mother yourself. You gotta be your own best friend self. You wanna do this for other people, but haven't even done it for yourself. And it really all starts with that, but most people run away from themselves. They run away from their demons. Because it's hard to, it's hard to accept the fact that I'm the demon, man. I want to be the angel so bad, right? I, I, I mean, because our nature, our nature is a good nature. Human beings, we have a good nature. You know, babies are born just pure and good. We still have that part of us in us from when we were born. Even though, you know, our life might have hardened us to certain things, we still want to hold on to that picture, that image of innocence that we were. And it's hard to, it's hard to admit that we've fallen off or fallen away from that innocence and we must get back to it. There's nothing like doing a job and then after you do the job, realizing that you messed the job up. That's that's a hard part, right? So, and then another thing, we always want it easy. I don't know, this is, this is why uh, America has really uh, brainwashed us into thinking that it's easy. And when and last time I checked, when a woman is having a baby, that is very hard. It's painful, it, and they call it labor work. So why do we think we have to labor and work in pregnancy and labor and work to have a baby? And it's hurtful and painful to bring life into the world, but it won't be an, a, a certain type of hurt and pain to perfect the life in the world. Come on. We actually, you know, think about it. Think about all the truly, like, blood, sweat, and tears built your podcast. Not no butterflies and bubble gums and cough drops and whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> it was it was people telling you that you couldn't do it. it was people telling you that you wasn't going to make it. It was a time that only, it was when you first started the podcast and only one or two, three people showed up and you still had to keep it pushing through, right? It was all of those hard times that made you, that, that, that created and shaped you into the, the beautiful butterfly, right? I told you being in a cocoon is not comfortable. I, I, I said going to the cocoon, but I never said cocoon was comfort. Mm. It's it, your, your, remember, I, and I always tell, when you think a baby is comfortable in the womb, <laughs> no, they found comfort in the womb, but trust me, they, 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 they can't wait to the ninth month to get on out and experience life. 
Why? Because we're not meant to be cooped up, right? We're not meant to be cooped up forever. We're only meant to be cooped up so that we can be still and through stillness we grow. Remember a tree, you don't see trees moving and running. Why? Because they gotta be still to root themselves into the earth so that they can grow up, right? So in order for us to um, really become who we need to be, number one, stop wanting it easy. Let hard become your new easy, right? Let challenge become your new walk in the park. Let uncomfort become your new comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And you'll never want it easy again. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the most people who fall for con artists and skiing were looking for easy money, right? It wasn't the person that was looking for the hard work way around that got, that, that, that you know, that got con, because they don't believe it's easy. Right and in, in, in actuality, nature shows you that it's not easy. Hurricanes are not easy. Tornadoes are not easy. The sun shining at a million, at 100, 100 degrees is not easy on you on your skin. Right, nothing is truly of, of real value is truly easy. So we have to. And I'm from a city that's called the Big Easy, <laughs> and I know this for a fact. Nothing is truly really easy it's just that we become so good at it certain people become so good at it we make it look easy yeah and for another person on the outside looking in saying hmm, that's easy no it's just that you you were so good at being you were so good at turning hard into the new easy that now a person who doesn't even know what it took to get there thinks, oh that's easy i can do right so we are brainwashed as a society you know fast food we want it fast and easy, but the fast and easy girl never got married to the Prince Charming, right? Think about it. It was never the fast, and even after, and even if she was fast and easy and changed her life over, she realized, damn, I should have been fast and easy. I had to change that, right? And it's the, the gigolo, the jig, you never see the, the gigolo guy marrying the woman of true substance. He always, you see what I'm saying? It, it, a, a, a vibration is going to attract vibration. It, it, this is just the law of physics. We got to get back into science now. I'm a bit of a scientist, and I believe 100% in particles, atoms, and cells. And whatever your particles and your atoms and your cells and frequency they're vibrating on is going to attract other particles, cells, and atoms on that frequency. And and it, I just break it. That's just plain Jane as it can get, right? And um, but when you get back down to the simplicity of life, you realize, oh, okay, no, this is why I've been messing up. Why can't I break it just down to yes or no? Break, la break life back down into yes or no, and you you're gonna win. Don't get out of the maybe zone, mm. right? Get into the yes or no zone. Mm. Since you say you a scientist, right? Can you yeah. break down, <laughs> break down the universal laws? Just because, as you know, that we have been like accustomed to this mainstream world, and just getting back to rooted in that, right? Well, remember, in order to say, in order to call it universal laws, we have to not acknowledge what the universe is. A lot of us don't even want to acknowledge that the universe is a great sacred feminine womb. A that's what a matrix is. A matrix is a womb. Okay, go look up the definition in Webster. It's going to show you the synopsis of a matrix. So first and foremost, the universal the universal laws, as we call them. Um, lie and rooted in sacred femininity, okay? But until we're able to face our sacred femininity, meaning respectful, 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 
the feminine diaspora and not just respect for it, but uplifting it, doing uh, doing what we can at all costs to uplift it within ourselves and uplift it within the, in the female genre. Then we'll be able to un understand universal laws. But the reason why we don't understand universal law because think about how many men understand women? That's why, the, that's why that men don't understand universal laws. Yeah. The universal laws of complete woman. Okay. All right. So now when you're talking about universal laws, just analyze the mothers, analyze the feminines, and you're going to understand what you've been doing wrong with the universal law. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, meaning even the, what you like to see is the dysfunctioning, right? When you go and look, and see what's wrong, you'll understand what part of the universal law that the woman hasn't been acknowledged, right? So understanding universal law is first and completely just acknowledging what universal law is. It is a sacred feminine code. Astrology was created by females. Science was created by black men. Let's get this little bit, let's get the, let's clear the, let's clear the air and get the elephant out of the room and acknowledge who our source is. And then we're gonna understand our sources law. Our source is a great, grand, holy, divine, black feminine, okay? All right, when I go into the sky, I see the stars, but the stars don't outshine the sky, the black in the sky, okay? When, even when you go into, uh, when you go into science and they're talking about the womb, they call it, you know, they call it the primordial water or the triple, the triple dark waters. They are talking about a womb. What's in the womb? Water. Right? They even show you that the universe is created of water. They, 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 all of the physics and science and seeing and everybody coming out saying, oh, the universe is created of water. It's no longer a vacuum theory. Right? Well, what, rep what represents water, men or women? Women, the moon. Okay, so now we know that if the universe is water, then we know that the universe is female because you can't get no greater than that. 85% of our body is water which means 85% of our body is female. We got. We don't want to acknowledge this. My nipples, I can't get milk coming out of my nipples. But a woman can, right? A male's, a male's testicles is literally a fallopian tube. Fallopian tubes literally mutated. A male's penis is literally a clitoris mutated. This is why when you look at a man's, un, un, the underlying of a man's shaft, he has a line going all the way down to his butt crack. That was that is when his vaginal walls closed. The hormones got added. The X chromosome, the X chromosome subtracted itself and became a Y chromosome. And then the mutation began. This is why the TV show is called X Men. Men mutated from the X chromosome. But we got to put these things together. So in order to understand the universal law, we have we have to understand who is the universe. Okay. And the universe is the sacred feminine. Now, from that primordial darkness, you say, what? Let there be light. Oh, now we're talking about masculine, that light that came from out of the darkness, that's going out and shining forth. Remember, remember, even light, it protrudes forth like a penis, like a shaft, like when you're having, when you're having sex and you ejaculate, it comes out, right? It's called coming out, right? That is a masculine trait. The obelisk or when our fingers or things of that nature, you can see the parts of us that are masculine versus the parts of, the, of us that are feminine. When you analyze the universe, you're gonna go ask any physicist that is of any renown and they're gonna tell you, no, the universe is a big old feminine womb that we're trying to figure out, okay? So 
Now that I've explained that part, now we can get to the laws. <laughs> you like how to break it down like that. The, law, the, laws of, the laws of the great grand holy mother universe. Now we got to start, now we got to start being a student of femininity. In the land of patriarchy, most men are not students of femininity. They are oppressors of femininity. Henceforth, the witch hunts and all of the things in the church where women don't have all of these different rights and all of the things in Islam. But you, look, you can see the war on women all over the world, but nobody wants to acknowledge it. Abortion is a war, a war on women. Okay? When you look into the world, you'll look how women have been demoted from every leadership, major leadership aspect. No female presidents. Uh, no, you know, the, 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 even the queen in parliament doesn't really have say so over in parliament as a whole, is a parliament full of men. All right. So, in, under, in order to understand the laws, we have to understand the sacred feminine. In order to understand sacred feminine, we have to analyze all things female, not just human woman, anything that's female. Okay. Once we analyze this, we're going to see we're going to see what law correlates to what and how it at how it uh how it relates to our life at that time, okay? But when you're talking about universal law, you're talking about understanding the whole of the sacred feminine energy. When you understand the whole of the sacred feminine energy as a man, you will be able to now abide by the law. And when you understand sacred femininity as a whole, as a woman, you will be able to embody the law. One embodies the law. One is the law. One abides by the law. One is a citizen. The other one is the government. Mm -hmm. They both work hand in hand to create a fully functioning society. A government without a citizen to abide by it is not a government at all. A citizen without a government to govern it is not a citizen at all. It goes hand in hand. All right? So in order for us to understand that universal law, we have to get to know all things feminine. From a scientific, unbiased, non-judgmental, no labels, no judgments, no criticism, no condemnations aspect. Just complete data, numbers, and results. That's it. And then you're going to understand universal law. And as a man, you'll be able to abide by it as a, as a fully functioning taxpaying citizen. Keyword, taxpaying. Mm, and, and as a woman, you're going to be able to be the government that you always were meant to be. Come on now. Come on now. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. And it's just like one step closer we get to like having these type of conversations to realize the truth. We've been, we've been brainwashed. I, listen, I always, I always have, so I always have conversations, right? I always have conversations with people and I, I like to, I like I told you, I like to call myself the eternal prophet of the great grand holy mother. Um, all, 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 all gods or all deities or all, uh, you know, super consciousness had these little, had these little men that came and preached their coming before they came. I'm just the guy that is letting you, everybody know that it's going to happen regardless. Either you're going to be a law-abiding citizen or you're going to be a criminal. But 
the government is going to assert itself regardless, right? And so once you understand that, then you're going to be able to understand way more about life, way more about people, you know, way more just about, about especially spirituality, right? So spirituality, sacred femininity, that's all, man. Remember, when they talk about masculinity, they say divinity, D-I-V, that is the root of divide, divided, right? When you're talking about sacred femininity, right, you're talking about a receptive hope. This is why in a woman, you can find an egg, it's whole, it's a circle, whole, a full circle, right? And then that one, that the, right, you see the circle, then you got all oh, the zero, or you call it a, a, a O, right? And then you got the one, the line, or the I. So I has always, been, I always been men. I always been men. There's always been divine masculinity asserting itself for. I don't do, don't point no finger. When you point fingers, you're doing that's a masculine thing. Women who point fingers, that's masculine. Uh, you, a lot of things that you see is just completely over masculinized things. And then you're gonna see, okay, wait a minute. I understand, I understand the binary concept now. Wait a minute, this is my role. That don't mean she's better than me or I'm better than her. This is her role and her active duties as a human feminine. And this is my role and my active duty as a human masculine. And in order for us to create a whole family unit, we have to understand and fully, completely, successfully, com uh, completely, successfully complete our role, sorry. Successfully complete our role. Mm -hmm. And if I'm a man, I gotta complete my role as a man. I can't be a man not completing my role as a man, but expecting to get man's reward. I can't be a, I can't be a full embodied if, if I'm if I'm if I'm not doing everything that a woman's supposed to do I'm not gonna um, I'm gonna expect a woman's reward if I'm a woman if I'm not doing everything a woman's supposed to do don't expect a full woman's reward but in today's society we're expecting rewards for work we haven't put in we're and I keep telling people no that's love love is a gift trust is a earned hmm. remember. So you, you're asking everybody to trust you, trust you, but you haven't earned trust. We love you. We all giving love. We love you. Self-love. I love myself. Therefore, I love you. I want to see the best for you as I see it myself. And I remember I didn't do that to myself. I didn't give it to myself easy. So just like I didn't give it to myself easy, I'm not going to give it to you easy. I remember when I got and faced the man in the mirror. So just like I had to go face the man in the mirror, you got to go face the man and woman in the mirror. And with this, I am loving you. Because there's an aspect of love that we forgot about called tough love. We so hung up on romantic love and enthusiastic love and, and all of this airy love, we forget that there's an aspect of love that births babies. Hard, tough. There's an aspect of love, there's an aspect of love that says, hey, you can't do this to yourself if you truly love yourself. And there's another aspect of love that say, hey, and if you don't truly love yourself, how can you want to be the best for anybody else? You can't, because you're not even the best for you yet. So this is why I love, even I just even love the, the, the topic, right, of your overall podcast being self-love, right? Loving yourself, that's what the Bible says, loving yourself and loving your neighbor as you love yourself. This is the principle of Christ. And so once we get back into that self-love, remember that self-love, that's secret femininity. 
Self-love, self-love, self-love. Loving my neighbor as I love myself, that's divine masculinity because now I got to go outside of me to love. So two roles. The man got, and divine masculine, he goes out and he gives love. But the sacred feminine, she keeps the love perpetuated within the self as a full storehouse. So whenever man, whenever the prodigal son returns, he has a full storehouse to get some more love, put it on his backpack and go out and pass some more flyers, talking about more love and more love and more love and more love. And then I can go back home and get some more flyers and pass out some more love and fly. Why? Because you at home creating the flyers, love. See? Mm. So the working system. <laughs> it is. It is. And going towards wholeness, how you spoke about is what we all should be driven towards. What does true wholeness look like and what does it feel like to you? True wholeness is number one health. That you you, you, you can't expect to be whole if you're not healthy. Health is the epitome of wholeness. When we see something healthy, we say, oh my God, that's perfect. When we say something unhealthy, we say dis-ease. We call it dis-ease when the body is not at ease, the mind is not at ease, the spirit and soul is not at ease. So we know that you're not whole. Why? Because you're not healthy. Healthy practice, remember that's why they call it holistic practices. Holistic practice, and there's nothing greater, there's no greater holistic than Mother Nature. This is why, if you, if you, so if you want to, if you really want to know what it's truly like to be whole, analyze your mother. Analyze your mother and how she interacts with her seasons. Analyze your mother and how she interacts with her birds and her bees. Analyze your mother's weather patterns. Analyze your mother Earth that she's rotating. It's a crazy Mother Earth. I just rotate with her. I'm not trying to go against the grain. So in order to truly be whole, you got to get healthy. And in order to truly be healthy, you got to partake into things that are completely 100% mother nature. But they call it living in sin. Let's analyze it. We eat, we eat synthetic food, sin, synthetic. We eat synthetic food. We eat synthetic drink, drink synthetic drinks. We have synthetic interactions. Oh, how many, when, when's the last time, the last time you had an interview in person? right right synthesis we are synthesizing mother nature instead of empathizing with mother nature with mother nature so understanding the fact that wait a minute in order to be whole we got to be healthy well what's the epitome of health there's only one perfection template i mean there's only one perfected template that we can look to for perfection in health and that's Mother Nature. And even when we do the worst, she still has an immune system that gets her back to health, cleanses her ecosystems, cleanses her, cleanses all of her systems, and gets her back to health. Right. So, in order to understand um, being whole, we have to understand healthy, and in order to understand healthy, we have to understand Mother Nature. And what what part of Mother Nature? Every aspect every aspect that involves nurturing and growing. If you look at Mother Nature, she is in a constant nurture and growth process. Everything is being born and dying to be reborn. Born and dying to be reborn. This is the cycle of Mother's Nature. So until, and, and when we perfect that cycle, then we become fully whole. Why? Because it's not going to be hard for us to eat fruits and vegetables. It's not going to be hard. We're not going to say, oh, I don't drink. You hear people say right now, oh, I don't drink water. 85% of your body is water and you don't drink it. You don't feed your water the water that it needs. 
Okay. Um, um, these things that we say against Mother Nature, you know, a lot of people, a person will see a bee right now and be scared. But you talk about aliens. How you scared of the bees in your backyard? How you gonna meet aliens? Right? So we gotta get back to Mother Nature. And I keep telling people this, and and I'ma beat it across the head until they realize it. If you guys wanna be whole, you gotta you gotta go and correct the aspect that you've been neglecting. And that and the majority of us have been neglecting our sacred feminine nature, even females. Okay, females have been abusing and misusing their sacred feminine nature by being overly masculine or too caught up into the divine. Remember, divine is divided. Sacred feminine is the whole. Okay, is the divided. One is divided. One is the whole. Okay, so when we're too caught up in the divine nature, this is how we get caught up in you. Her, them, us, our, and all of these different sects or different these different sections. But when you caught into the, the when you caught into um, sacred femininity, you speak from the aspect of we, the whole, right? So, and, and, and if you look at it, say, "Ain't no we without you and I." The TV, the the, the, the song said, it, "Ain't no we without you and I." So we know that there's a you and I divine divided, you and I divided. But in order to become that whole. You and I must unite to become we, right? So analyze nature and you'll see that nature is just one big we. The bird and the bee, the bird have their own little path. The bee has their own path. Every Everything has its own path. We're the only ones that go against. Therefore, we're the only ones suffering the most from her, from her, from her experience. We're the ones scared of hurricanes. We're the ones scared of tornadoes. We're the ones scared of earthquakes. We're the ones scared of uh, cyclones and typhoons. We're the ones scared of volcanoes. We're the ones scared of her. She's not afraid of us. We're afraid of her, okay? So once we get back in tune with getting that relationship and building that relationship with her within ourselves first and then going out and about, and taking that relationship we have with her within ourselves and projecting that relationship into the world, then we will begin to become whole. Keyword, whole. When I look at a whole, whole, right? It's called a vaginal whole. You know, and, 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 and I'm, from the, I'm from the hood. I'm from a place where they say, you know, oh, I'm from New Orleans. We got bounce music, right? And bounce music um, is mabuka. They call it mabuka in Africa. Mabuka is when women twerk. New Orleans, we invented twerking. We still still got everybody twerking. But I keep telling people this is an ancient African, this is an ancient African dance that's been going on with black women. Now, why y'all trying to demonize our black women over here for doing it? Well, there's a reason why. Because you're not healthy doing it. When you're practicing something and you're not healthy, that means you're not whole. And if you're not whole, that means you're halfway. Ain't no such thing as halfway crew. You have to be whole. So I, I, I completely, I completely uh advice anybody who is trying to become whole please begin that journey by building your relationship with once again the sacred feminine within yourself mother nature and others right and then you will start to become whole then things will start going your way but things won't go your way fully until you understand whose way it really is. Remember, this is, remember, you're, you're trying to get your way on earth, 
last time I checked, Earth was the entity, big old Earth, the entity housing 8 billion, billion of us. Now, what makes you think that you have conscious thoughts, you have feelings, you have emotions, you have all of these a range of things. How, how tall are you? I'm six. You're five, six. You have all of these arrangements of emotions, all of, you, you know, desire, faith, love, sex, romance, enthusiasm, hope, anger, bitterness, doubt, hatred, greed, superstition, all of these things coursing through your body at five, six, and the earth is 25,000 square miles. <laughs> like, we don't even understand. And you're trying to tell me you at five, six can have these aspirations and dreams, but the earth herself who houses eight billion of you don't have a consciousness to think and an aspiration and a dream? How can we believe this? If we truly believe that we're spiritual in nature, remember they, they say we're spiritual in nature. So how can we be believe in the invisible? Because spirit is invisible, but we believe it. So how can we believe in the invisible, but not believe that the earth that we're on to even sustain that belief is not a part of that belief system. Mm. You see? Like, we believe in the spirit, but Earth don't have a spirit? We believe in believe in God and things of the nature. Well, Earth don't have a God? You got one, but the Earth don't got one? You try to tell me Earth abiding, Earth abiding by universal laws, but you don't have to? Right. So we have to bring it back down to understanding that <laughs> it's way bigger than just you and I. It's we, right? And once you get back into we, then you're going to start, then, then all of the labels and all of the things are going to start falling out the wayside and you will begin to become whole. Why? Because you're finally shedding the skins that aren't really you and getting down to the core of who you truly are, what you, what you truly want, no matter what you want. Get down to the core of it and you're going to find out what you want. But in lo as long as you're still conforming to what everybody else says and conforming to what everybody else thinks and conforming to past and all of these things that are not you, then you will never be whole, right? So it's a it's a big, big old walk. And remember, it's a, light, it's a marathon. Life is a marathon. Don't expect to be whole overnight. A tree, the, an apple tree doesn't yield apples its first week. It yields, it yields its first apples three and a half years. Three and a half years it takes for a tree to get its first apple. What was the farmer doing while the tree was growing into an apple tree? It had to do, he had to do something else while waiting those three and a half years, right? So we have to do the same thing. Some, some parts of us take years to cultivate. What were you doing while you're taking your years to cultivate aspects of yourself? Come on. That was, that was a great question to leave off with. <laughs> right. Because we got to ask ourselves these deep and hard questions. Oh, keyword, hard questions. Hard questions. And the, not, I told you that. I'll give you that advice again. The way you answer or the way you face hard questions is by literally going to view yourself from the eyes of other viewers. And the only way you can do that is by unapologetically Hey, Tara. Yeah, what's going on? Hey, I want to ask you a real question. I'm doing a self-evaluation, self-correction, self-actualization. I'm trying to correct myself and all kinds of stuff in myself. And I just want to get your opinion. I mean, you know, keyword opinion, meaning what they say is not law, but <laughs> some 
Because some people be coming and telling you about yourself from their self-projection. So you got to understand how to distinguish the difference, right? Um, just because, you know, you're lazy don't mean I'm lazy, and, <laughs> right? So we have to, so, but let's say you have a list of things, man, I got to, I think, right? I think I need to do this. I think I need to do that. And I think I need to do that. Well, let's go get some confirmation to see where. And what do you think I need to do to improve? And be unbiased and take take down take down the data. Okay, I need to start talking so much. I need to start being so combative. I need to start doing this. I need to start doing. Okay, wow. I knew this one and I knew this one, but now I'm, I can see this one right here. Yeah, I do do that. Right. And you gotta ask it from people that know you. you. Can't ask people that don't know you. People that don't know you don't know. So you gotta ask people like your mom, mom. What do you think I could do to improve myself? Dad, what do you think I can do to improve myself? Husband, wife, what do you think I can do to improve myself? Child, what do you think I can do to be a greater parent to you? Job, what do you think I can do to be improve myself at this job? Right? Church, what do you think? When's the last time the pastor asked the congregation, what y'all think I could do better to improve myself as a human being? To see what God's congregation has said, saying about their pastor. Right? But you see companies do this all the time. A company like Verizon, they hit you with an email like, how do you rate us? Customer service. So we're supposed to be service servants and giving service to the earth. So the only way we can get that customer service opinion and evaluation is through asking, asking the other customers on earth, which are the other human beings. No, we don't want to, and some people don't want to hear the harsh truth, because they already know deep down inside, these people are going to say things that you deep down already know. So you don't even got to go ask nobody if you if you're feeling that way. Just start just to start on the self correction. Well, how, which one did I start on? Start on the the, the the elephant. Start on the elephant and then work your way down to hippopotamus. You know, get to the smaller animals after. But work on the elephant first and the giraffe. The elephant and the giraffe got to get out of the room. The giraffe too tall and the elephant too big. So you got to get your elephant and your giraffe out of the room and then start working. You know working on your rhino and your hippopotamus and your alligator and your crocodile and your lion and your tigers and your bears. Oh my. But get the elephant and the giraffe out the room first. When you get the elephant and the giraffe out the room, then you're going to be able to see a little bit more, a little bit more room is going to be in the room and you're going to be okay. Okay, come on hippopotamus, you next. And you start calling out the, start calling out the animals in your zoo one by one, chipping away at the self-correction. But you can't love me unless you love yourself. So let me pay attention. You see how much you love yourself first. Mm -hmm. And let me see if how much work you need on yourself first. If you need too much work on yourself, if you need too much work on yourself, you're not the one for me. Why? Because I've been working on myself for a long time. Working on myself for a while now. And if you just beginning to work on yourself, you need to, you, you're not experienced enough. <laughs> but like how you mentioned before, like you attract the people who's on your frequency. So if you attracted someone on a low frequency, that's maybe where you just at. Well, think about it. How many of us analyze life from a scientific perspective? We don't. We go to school, we learn science, and we learn that positive, negative, electrons and protons and neutrons and all of these things exist. But how many of us outside of school go into the real world and apply these principles and say, okay, Magnets attract, electricity gives forth. I'm electric, I'm magnetic. They don't teach us this in school. 
If you don't go outside of your school, you don't learn that you're an electric magnetic biological being walking. You don't learn that your body is a machine and your brain is a computer in school. I didn't learn that the brain holds 10 petabytes, that's 10 million gigabytes. I didn't learn that the brain holds 10 million gigabytes of data until I got out of the school realm. I didn't learn that um, we are what we attract and all of those things until I got out of prison. I call school prison. Literally. Literally, it's a prison system. Remember, because it's a prison system designed to get you, keep you, to keep you slaving for a certain class of people. And so, we, we, we go, we, we, we especially now getting to black people, especially black people, we are taught under a different system that doesn't, ex that doesn't involve white privilege, okay? So therefore our system, our slavery system is a different slavery system. We're taught to not only be a slave to the system of the higher classes above us, but we're also taught to hate ourselves while we're in that system. Okay, so that perpetual non-self-love is projected at the bottom while we serve and give our greatest energies of our time. Remember, nine to five, that's the greatest time of the day from nine to five. You got three eight hours in a day, 824. You got three eight hour segments. That segment from nine to five is the greatest segment of the day. And we give that time, aka money, away to someone who probably will never know our name. How many people work at Walmart will never meet the creators of Walmart? How many people work at these high corporations will never even meet the CEO of the corporation? You're giving your life away to something or someone who doesn't mm -hmm. care too, cares about you, don't care nothing about you. But here we are, here we are still at the rat race. At the rat race, this shows that we do not love ourselves. Why? Because self-love says, I will stop rat racing in order to go inside of myself to become the best me. Come on. But, you see, so but as long as we're giving our time away to everybody but us, we're losing the battle. We're losing the battle of who's going to win, my ego or my spirit. My ego is rooted in the mind, meaning right now, Tara has thoughts in her brain, right? Those thoughts sound like her voice. I like to consider that like, like I like to compare that as your body being a phone and that voice in your head is you're hearing is Siri, except Siri just sounds like Tara, right? Same difference. Now, what if Tara, what if you, now you got your phone, what if you, what if Siri mistakes herself as you and you mistake yourself as the phone? Mm. That's dysfunction. So when I get into the, when I go and look, most people look into the mirror, they say, oh, I'm hurt because they skin hurt, but you're not skin. The skin is just the suit that houses the real you. Come on. Okay. So we're lost in the system of self. We're lost in the system of remember, not loving the self. We're lost in the system of self. In this self, there's a lot of system, a respiratory system, a nervous system. There are 11 different systems going on in this self. And we can get lost in any one of these 11 systems at any given point in time. Our nerves can get bad. Our emotions can get shy. And, you know, any one of those systems, our respiratory, our can't breathe, right? Any kind of system in our, all the 11 systems, we can get lost in the situations of the system. So, the only thing that I know, the only thing that I um, can see that has a carte blanche rulership over the system, if you allow it, is 
the spirit, or AKA the metaphysical, the invisible. 98% of this world is literally, you cannot see it. We live in a world called 2% visible light. So that means out of 100 things, you only can see two and the other 98 things you can't see. It's safe to say that all human beings are walking blind, literally. Can you see radio waves? No. Can you see TV waves? No. Can you see gamma rays, x-rays? Can you see particles, atoms, cells? With your naked eye, you can't see any of these things. But I know the phone waves exist because I'm looking at you on Zoom. I know the TV waves exist because I just got through watching my favorite show, Lucifer, on Netflix. I know that these things exist, right? Because I see the physical representation of their invisible presence. But I'm never gonna get caught up in the physical representation. I know it's the invisible presence that creates the physical representation. So once we human beings move out of the system of self and move into the system of I, now we're talking, who is I? Remember, I is the effervescent spirit that pervades the self. I am that I am, right? And so when you are the effervescent spirit that can penetrate the particle, when you're the effervescent spirit that can penetrate the cell, when you're the effervescent spirit that can penetrate the mind, then you're talking about what? Mind over matter. But you forgot, what's over mind? Spirit. So it's mind over matter. The mind is over the matter. But the spirit is the actual fuel of the mind. Now, how many people know that there is an off switch that Terra can turn on right now to where if Terra wanted to, Terra could literally cut her voice off inside of her head and it'd be nothing but crickets. This is called the state of no mind. The state where you are not being bombarded by the thought. Thoughts are things. What things? Things created by the liquid drops in your pituitary gland into your bloodstream that creates thought forms into your mind. This is science. Do you know that you have the power to control these things called thoughts? Yeah, yeah, you can control what thoughts get to enter into your mind and stay there. You can get to control what thoughts get to leave your mind and go out into the world, but most importantly, you get to control the light switch that can turn the thought on or turn it off. This is the power of spirit, AKA what like people like to call chakra, right? So when I found that out, I completely turned my mind off and just became a complete stillness observer. And you'll be surprised what you can find when you don't have a mind. Pete, once again, you'll be surprised what you find when you remove your mind. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are caught into our mind, but our mind only holds 10 petabytes of data. That's only 10 million gigabytes. The universe is 76 trillion, 78 trillion, and with infinite. It's infinite, giga, it's infinite gigabytes, infinite megabytes, infinite petabytes. And you're trying to understand infinity with only 10 petabytes, with only 10 million gigs? You're crazy. Now we're talking craziness. How can you understand that much with that little? You can't. It's impossible. It's like trying to pour ocean into a cup. It won't happen. Wow. The cup will overflow and the ocean will still be the ocean. So you, we have to get to learn how to win the battle of controlling our minds. Then and only then will we win the battle of controlling our emotions because emotions arrive from thoughts. 
Oh, she did me wrong. Now I feel away. Oh, they did me right. Now I feel away. As a man thinking, so is he. This is what the Bible tells you. After you think, then what? The words come. And then with the word, they say, and then the word come and they say, what? That then life is in the power of your tongue. This is a process. This is a level of science that we neglect and religion gave it to us. Religion, the Bible shows you scientific method right there and it puts it in the form of parable, riddle, or allegory and we still lost for words. Still don't get it. Still don't know how to process it. Still don't know how to transmute it into our benefit. We're still not Christ-like, even though we want to be, we want to emulate Christ so bad. But how can you emulate Christ when you're expecting Christ to save you? When Christ himself says in John 10, 34, didn't, doesn't your book say, I say that ye are gods? So Christ himself admit that you are God? Why are you coming to me? When you are supposed to be going to you, because the Bible says, greater is he that lives in me. So if God, so if God lives in me, and I'm going to God outside of me, then I'm committing blasphemy. Mm. Because God, the kingdom of heaven is within me. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. Jesus said that I, I say that you're a God. Psalms 82 and 6 say I say that you're a God. Genesis said I was made in the image and likeness of God. So how am I going to God without going to me? I got to go to me. That when I love myself first, I am ultimately doing what Mark 12, 22 and said, Mark 12 and 20, Mark 12 and 29 says, love your God with all your heart, all your might, all your strength. Well, who is God? Go look inside and mm. find him. Come on. So self-love, I'm automatically giving God the love that's automatically given to me. The minute I don't love self is the minute I'm going against that divinity. So love yourself. <laughs> Come on, doctor. Come on, doctor. You are so powerful. Like, I can literally talk to you for hours because you just like my mind is blown and you just took us to school like real school. Keyword, mind blown. Blow your mind. Do things that blow your mind. The mind, the mind can't comprehend certain concepts, and it gets blown. <laughs> Remember, the mind can't comprehend certain concepts. It gets blown, and then thoughts leave out of the thoughts. You just, you just, you're just, you're just a, you're just a frequency of receptive. Remember, there's. Remember when when the mind is running a million miles a minute, that's you. You're literally expending energy. Right? But when the mind gets blown and you're just, wow, you're receiving energy. And re remember, the trees, the reason why the trees grow because the trees receive energy from the sun. Remember, Mother Earth receives the energy from the sun and that reception of the energy from the sun allows her to grow into a better earth. Mm -hmm. Right? So once we understand that the mind is basically the sun shining light, Right on our on, on our earth, which is our body and in, in our insides. Right, the earth, the, the the sun doesn't shine twenty four seven. It has a period of time of shining, and then there's a period of time of darkness where the mind is supposed to be calm, cool, and go to sleep. Right. So, when we are taking 
that principle of nature and applying it to ourselves, we know that there is a time where I'm not supposed to be thinking. I'm only supposed to be receiving. And not have an opinion of the reception. No, just receiving data. Receiving data. A computer doesn't say, oh, that one, I don't want, I want to throw that one away and throw that zero away. No, the computer receives all ones and zeros and all those ones and zeros adds up into a program. That program is then, remember they say call run the program and that running program is then displayed on a screen. Now, we keep forgetting that we're the ultimate computers. Our body is a machine our brain is a computer, and our spirits are behind the helm controlling the vehicle, right? A car, if you will, there's, the one, there's, there's, only one, there's only one machine that mimics us perfectly, and that's cars, right? Go look at a car, go look at the aspects of a car, and literally the aspects of a car identically mimics the human body, right? So we're literally mistaking ourselves for the car instead of knowing ourselves to be the driver of the car. And this is why we get distracted so easily by the road of life, because we forget that we're driving and not the actual car that is being read, written on the road. So we have to wake up to our true spiritual natures and recognize that this body is a vessel, this body is a vehicle. This vehicle that I'm using whether your vehicle is an 18-wheeler or a goddamn on Miata, your vehicle is because everybody gets new cars and new upgrades every so often anyway, right? So this vehicle is traveling down the road of life. Are you paying attention to the signs, right? Or do you have on your GPS? Some people don't even like to use GPS. They like to use the old school method and pay attention to the signs, right? Some people like to have the interface and use the GPS, but all of us will be riding down the road of life, getting to our prospective destinations. Now, how many, there's not one car on the face of the planet that mistakes itself for a human being. There's not one. But there are plenty of human beings on the face of the planet that mistakes themselves for everything outside of human humanity. I can see a whole bunch of human beings acting like dogs right now. I can go show you, you can show you so I can show you group after group on the internet I can, you, man, they got 2 million podcasts in America. 2 million podcasts in America. I can show you the podcasts of the people. I can, we can go find a podcast right now for the people who like to act like babies. Then we can go find a, you know, that, that support that group. We can go find a podcast of the people who like to act like zombies. Or they, and they dress up for cop and they like to act like zombies. Humans are the only ones who are trying to be everything but themselves. The lion doesn't, the lion doesn't try to act like a hyena and the hyena doesn't try to act like a cheetah. They abide in their nature and they get in where they fit in, in the ecosystem of life. We're the only ones trying to go against the ecosystem of life. When you go against the ecosystem of life, you have chaos. When you, go, when you don't go against the ecosystem of life, you have order. So we're in that humanity we're as a whole, humanity as a whole, we're in that chaotic, we're in that chaotic phase of, I like to call adolescence when, you know, um, if, if you want to get a consciousness wise and the level of consciousness, human beings were babies. Period. We're babies. Oh, look at what he got on. Oh, look at her. Oh, this, this. we cry. We you take our toys away, we cry. Right? How many of us suffer from anxiety and all kind of all that's that's baby, all that all of those are baby uh baby uh what you call that diseases or baby complexes. 
Well, I'm, I'm anxious. Babies get anxious, you know, you get scared and all of these things, right? We're all in the consciousness, we're acting like babies. The skin, your skin color is this and your skin color, that's babies. Give me my ball. Give me my hat. You know, I found this first. No, this is mine. No, this is mine. I call this first. That's babies. That's babies. But we're we're moving from the level of baby into the level of toddler, right? We're moving into the level of baby to the level of toddler. Toddlers are able to understand their parents way greater than babies. And we're going to be able to understand our parent nature way greater than we have been understanding her as our baby and our baby mind. We're going to understand, oh, no, that's mama. We're going to understand, oh, okay, no, we, okay, we got rules. We got to abide by. Babies don't understand rules. Baby don't understand stop. A baby don't understand no. A baby don't understand hungry. Ooh. I need touch, touch me, hold me, kiss me. I need to grow into a toddler. That's all a baby understands. Why do you think so many human beings are suffering from lack of love? All a baby needs is love and it will grow into what it needs to be. You know, it is why nature has a system already perfected for it. So all you gotta do is give the baby what's a given for everybody, and that's love. So what we we're the society of babies and the world of babies that are lacking love. And therefore, you see the lacks of love in our societies through our many different systems that completely lack love. Name a system right now that we got in place that run our society that's governed by love. I'll wait. But we all want love. We all want it. We all crave it. We all desire it. We all yearn for it. But none of us are no system around that they have right now that can show us how to love, like Lil Wayne said in the song, how to love. We're all learning how to love babies. Babies have to learn how to love their mama. A baby doesn't, a baby on the titty don't love his mama. A baby love that milk that his mama giving. You don't give me that milk, ah, fuck that love. Ah, ah, I need milk. I'm in my Lord, I'm in my root chakra. That's just straight survival. That's straight survival, my root chakra. And in adolescence, right, I'm moving to my, my moving to, I'm, I'm moving on up. Into my, I'm moving on up into a higher chakra, right? Which is my, which is basically your, uh, your sacral chakra and your solar plexus chakra. Now you're talking about, oh, I'm starting to identify myself as a boy or a girl, or oh, I'm starting to understand that my mom and my dad are the breadwinners and they control and they make the rules in my home, right? Oh, I'm beginning to understand what it, or what I look like in the mirror, and this is me, right? I'm beginning to, and that's where we're at consciously as a human race we're finally we're we're finally growing into that space where we're understanding who runs the show right uh we're supposed to play well with others right you know learning manners and learning etiquette we're learning on a universal planetary scale we're learning we're moving from that baby state into the adolescent state where we're no longer just wah, 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 but we can say Mama, can I have this? Daddy, can I have this? Right? If mama or dad say no, depending upon predicated upon how we were raised, we can be like cool, or we can go back into baby state and throw temper tantrums. But we will, as a human, as an overall human race, we will be going, growing quite rapidly these next one to two thousand years. And when I say quite rapidly, meaning 
100 years from now, the people 100 years from now are going to look at us like we were primitive savages. What? Y'all used to use cell phones. We don't have to do that. All I got to do is just think it. Right? We used to have that technology back in the day when we were building pyramids and Lemuria and, Shumer and Shumar and, you know, the Sumerians and Atlantis and all of these great civilizations that we hear about all the way back of old that had these great technologies that we can't even replicate today because they were using a higher system of consciousness to create the technology, right? Um, so back then we wouldn't, like you see, the, you see it on the TV shows, you see Superman flying, but we don't even believe that we were doing this at one point in time. We don't even believe, you hear all the stories about the giants, but you don't believe that we were the giants at one point in time, right? And the Bible said, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It said, Lucifer fell from the heavens, right? right? Lucifer means light. We're all composed of, composed of light. It said the light falls. The light falls. They call it a falling star or a shooting star. But what did it fall into? It falls into a prison suit called the body. Mm. For every time being, you're going to be in that prison suit getting graded and judged on your efforts in the class, the school of the hard knock earth. It's not no easy knock earth. It's the hard knock life of earth. And you as an easygoing spirit have to fall and incarnate into this prison suit so that you can experience what you're not. What are you not? You're not death. You're not hunger. You're not suffering. You're not pain. You're not any of these things. These are all things that are the spirit can the spirit doesn't even know how to experience these things. The spirit doesn't even the spirit can't grasp the concept of pain. Spirits don't have pain, right? But how can a spirit go and grasp the concept of pain by going into that lowering itself into a frequency where pain can allow it to become in, and now it can face the adversity of pain. It can face the adversity of challenge and become a greater and better spirit. So I always tell people we are these we are spiritual immortal beings having a physical journey, right? And once we pass our test on this physical journey, then we're called home out of these little prison suits and go back to where we came from and we are graded upon our performance on earth. And that grade determines what, what our next incarnation will be. This is the school of life. What's your zodiac sign? Libra. Libra. So if I Google the constellation of Libra, I can see the star system that your fallen stars come from, right? I can see the, the name of the stars. I can know how many light years your constellation is away. But we don't even grasp that. Wait a minute. If I'm a, if I'm a Libra, that must mean I come from the Libra constellation. Because we don't analyze. Women say, on earth as it is in heaven. Last time I checked, Libra is in heaven. And if it's on earth as it is in heaven, then your ass in the constellation of Libra, because that's what I, y'all got to understand what's going on, though. Right? But if we don't understand that, yo, they got constellations in the heavens that govern and correlate what we're doing on earth. And the riddle in the Bible told you, on earth as it is in heaven, and science told you the microcosm mimics the macrocosm, right? To co op remember science and people always tell, I don't even know why the science community and the religious community are at odds because religion completely confirms science and science completely confirms, like they'll confirm each other, mm -hmm. right? 
I can look in science right now and go find the exact scripture that correlates to this scientific hypothesis. And I can go in the scripture and find a scripture and go find an actual scientific hypothesis that correlates to scripture. But yet we separate science and religion. This is why we don't have a whole picture. See, separation, division, divinity. Divinity separated is not the whole picture, right? But when you are whole and you become one, now you're moving into that feminine realm. And remember, that's talking about womb. That's the old, that's the old, right? So we have to realize that we're moving into that level of consciousness where we're recognizing that, wait a minute, there is a infinite intelligence at play. And we do have to get in tune and frequency with that infinite intelligence to understand who we are as aspects of that infinite intelligence. Aries, by the way, right? And Aries and Libras are cardinal opposites on, on, on the on the zodiac. If you take a leap, if you take Libra and Aries and put them together, you spell the word libraries, right? And it's called the Lamb's Book of Life. Mm. The Lamb's Book of Life. Aries is the Lamb or the Ram, right? Libra is the book or the scale. Remember the scale is also also representing, um, the, the scales are also, remember say throwing a book at you, that scales represents judgment, judgment represents book, right? So libraries, you can find, a, there's abundance of knowledge, wealth, wisdom in libraries. So when you take Libra Aries together and you put them together, now you got libraries. So we're literally on this podcast right now, we're opening up, we're opening up the Lamb Book of Life and giving people the sauce that they ain't really never had before. I'm trying to tell them. That's all right. We're taking you to school real quick. This is the school of life. But what I also like is just so true is how we all came here on a test. Like, this is a huge test. This is going to test your test by the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. (laughs) We have to. Oh, man. And and the, the Christian church told us that it was only a test. Islamic church or the Muslims told us it was only a test. If I go um, into the Hindu religion, the Hindu religion tell us it's only a temporary time being. You're only here for a test. And we keep forgetting it, though. We will wake up in the morning and completely forget that this life is one big test. (laughs) So how many people are failing their tests every day, never realizing that it's only a test? Stop taking life so seriously. (laughs) Stop <laughs> playing with life and watch how life begins to play with you. Oh my goodness. Playing is fun. Playing brings happiness and playing is bringing yourself back to that childlike state. And Bible scriptures say in order to understand the spirit, we have to develop the likeness of a child. <sighs> we look at the world through the childlike eyes. We have to analyze through the childlike mind. And when we do that, we're going to understand our 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 infinity our divinity we're going to understand who we truly are we're not i tell people if i ready for this this is how you know if you're oversensitive (laughs) i tell people if if you can't do this then you're oversensitive you need to go and stop taking yourself and life too seriously ready if i can't sit you in a chair in front of 12 people and all 12 people um and 12 comedians 12 jokers 12 12 jokers the greatest comedians of all time, Eddie Murphy, everybody in one room, and you sit in the middle, and they in a circle, and they all got to make fun of you. And if you can't laugh with them while they're making fun of you, you're taking life too serious. Right. 
Because all comedians tell the truth through jokes. <laughs> and that's how I love life. Is It's truly just about laughter. But it's just like everybody is really uptight right now, walking around like some scaredy cats. Because they don't want to face truths. Remember, a per remember, they said the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy, number one. And then they said the number one, the reason, what, what is the devil going to steal, kill, and destroy with? Ready? Lies. The, devil, the deceiver. They call it the great deception, the great deceiver, right? But we think the devil is this entity that's going to come, you know, and, and whisper in our ear and lie and get us to lie and things of that nature. And actuality, that is a code for, that is a code where, remember, live is evil, spelled backwards. God is dog, spelled backwards. We have to realize that raw is war, spelled backwards. This is all a play on words. And in the beginning, that was the word, and the word is God. And the, the words that occupy your mind will determine the vibration, and that vibration will determine God or devil. Because devil is lived, spelled backwards. So anybody who is living backwards, they're perpetuating evil. Well, what's living backwards? There's only one perfect template that shows you how to live, and that's Mother Nature. Anything that's going against Mother Nature is by default living backwards, and by default, we put themselves in the position of evil. Anything that's in tune with Mother Nature put themselves in the position of live, live. Okay, so we have to and remember, and when you're and when you've lived, when you when you've lived a good life, you leave a legacy. When you haven't lived a good life, you're talking about devil and demonic, right? But we have to understand. We have to understand that these are all play on words. This is why why you think um, I'm a raw. I'm like a raw vegan. A raw vegan is automatically declaring war on an acidic body. You see? We have to understand that dog is a man's best friend because dog spelled backwards what is God. And guess what? A man or a woman is a God's best friend. Mm. Mm. See? God ain't God. God ain't God without without a best without a without a best friend pet to wag his tail and say, "What you need me to do next, God? You need me to worship you? You need me to bow down? What you need me to do? Roll over, play dead? What you need me to do, God?" And guess what? And guess what? Dogs do. Dogs love unconditionally. They do. Just like God. This is why we love them so much. But how many humans love unconditionally? We don't. Therefore, we sin and fall short of that glory of God. Hmm. That'd be the test, too, right there. Be the test. Remember, that's the ultimate test. <laughs> them for the, forgive them for they know not what they do. But wait a minute, how can I forgive what I don't love? Especially if I don't love me, I haven't forgiven me yet. I can't. It's the biggest, the biggest key into self love. Let's get to that now. The biggest key to opening the door of self-love is forgive. Forgive. Keyword, F-O-R, is a compound word, forgive. Right? You have to give that love to yourself that you wanted your spouse to give you that they never gave you in order to really see what you were really missing. 
Remember, you have to give the love to yourself. When you give the love to yourself, you create that frequency within yourself that goes forth and attracts that same love that you've given to yourself. You will no longer attract toxic places, people, and things when you are at purity loving yourself. Okay? So the pure love of self grows automatically into a divine love for mankind. All right? Because there's no way you can love yourself and not want to see your fellow human being with that same, in that same position or in that same state. That's what a true love for self brings. I love myself so much, I wish everybody could feel like this and we'll all be good. Right? We'll all be good! <laughs> we'll have to do something else. We'll, have, it'll, be, we'll all be good. It'll be a whole nother podcast. It'll, the podcast will be a whole nother podcast if everybody loves yourself. You see what I'm saying? Wouldn't even be talking about it. Would, that wouldn't. If that wouldn't have. You probably would have still came out with a podcast, but it probably would have been a whole different podcast, right? Our news would not display destruction. It would display growth. Our music would not rap and advocate to our destruction. It will rap and advocate to our benefit and growth. Hmm. We won't be able to tear black women down and black men down. When we love ourselves, how can you love? You can't tear nothing down that you love. You ain't about to tear that down. I love that. I love you. <laughs> remember, because the one thing that we do for love is what? We are willing to die for love. So that shows you, number one, how great love is. But that shows you, if you're willing to die for love, you're damn sure willing to live for it. And now you're winning. Mm. See? So... That's how great love is. And remember, they said, hey, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? That little concept showing you that, oh, God loved the world so much that he sacrificed. I don't, you know, that's not, that's not my belief, but that is a concept that you must learn in order to be Christ-like. And that's what? Self-sacrifice. Right? They're saying God came down and sacrificed himself to show you how to love yourself. That's the concept. Come on. Consciousness, a mind state that we all can evolve to. Now we're talking about that word love again. Love spelled backwards is E-V-O-L. Uh-oh, I had a V-E. Now I got evolved. Wait a minute. In order to evolve, we all must be loved backwards. We all must get the opposite of love to truly appreciate what love is. We all must get the opposite of health to appreciate what health really is, Right? Health is wealth, man. Don't make no sense to that. Doesn't make any sense for you to go out in life or try to achieve all these big feats and you're unhealthy, right? So, the true ultimate health is number one self love. When I love myself, I'm gonna be able to say, I need to stop eating this. When I love myself, I'm gonna be able to say, I need to stop talking like this. I need to stop these negative affirmations. I'm telling myself, why can't I love myself? And it's just hurtful, it don't feel good to, to, to not love myself, right? And now you're getting into, okay, so get into, just get into that. I, 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 and I wanted to speak, like, I love that concept and that whole theme of your show, like self-love. I could talk about self-love for eternity. <laughs> Literally. It's my thing, right? Because that's how I was able to come from poverty, homelessness, uh, um, recidivism, uh, all of the things that was against me as a black male in this society. I tell my business partner, my business partner name is Dr. Varun Gandhi. He's a self-made millionaire, 
from Mumbai, India. He invested the first $250,000 into my business, right? Wow. But I was a perfected self when he met, when he did that. I wasn't me building myself into this. I was already this when he met me and said, he said, oh my God, you have the spirit that I want. Teach me, right? That perfected love of self, that perfected love of self came and attracted a full-fledged business for me, right? So when you turn into loving yourself, that love of yourself is going to automatically grow your career. That love of yourself is going to automatically grow your new friends. That love of self is going to automatically bring into your lap the things that you truly love and desire in yourself. So I'm a big fan of self-love, a big fan of that self-love being health. I mean, I can't truly love myself fully if I'm poisoning, knowingly poisoning myself with what the society has placed here for me to poison. I tell people every McDonald's has a salad option. Every Burger King. As a matter of fact, you can't go no, you can't go to a restaurant in the face of the world that doesn't have a healthy option, which lets you know there is an unhealthy option on the menu. And there's a healthy option on the menu. Two ways to go. You're only going to go right or left. That's it. We be choosing left, though. Look at, look at. We be choosing left, but we went left because left teaches you how to go right. Mm. All trees are rooted in darkness. See, so when you're able to see the beauty in the horror, when you, I told you, when you're able to smile at the horrors and cry at the beauty, then you reach the apex of consciousness. Mm -hmm. So cry, when you're able to smile and laugh at your horror story, and when beautiful things make you cry again, I know you've reached it. Mm -hmm. When you start, when you start, when you start being able to tell truth to the powers that be with no fear or apprehension, I know you love yourself. Because mm -hmm. that's what See, when you're able to move about your existence without worrying about disease, death, hunger, suffering, pain, all of the things that our human condition is weighed down with, I know you've ascended. Don't tell me you've ascended until, and not a moment, so don't tell me, don't tell me you there until you have a story where you're saying, yo, I used to have all of these things wrong, and I turned all of these wrong things into this right. That's called transmutation, because we all are born with a set of wrongs. We're all born, meaning somebody taught us something wrong in life, and we rolled with that wrong. Mm -hmm. And just because we were taught it don't mean it was right. And when we came into a certain level of knowledge to know that was wrong, we had a decision to make it a fork in the road. Do we continue to do the wrong? Or do we start taking conscious efforts to start doing right? A real man? Shit, women beating down the door for him. He married like a mother. See? So I know for I know this for a fact. And true, true, high up, man. They got multiple marriages. Shit. They kings walk around with hundred million dollars, two hundred, four hundred million dollars. Y'all y'all expect them to do what? Last time I checked, when I go and look in the jungle, if the lion is ruling that area, all of the lionesses in that area is rolling with that lion. This is nature. You don't see nobody else in nature go against nature but human beings. I can witness time and time and time and time again 
when a man reaches a godlike level, and when he reaches that godlike level, femininity is beating down the door. Period. And a real man doesn't take advantage of that. A true God, a true God-like man, a Christ-like man doesn't take advantage of that. He lifts that femininity up that is knocking at his door. That's why they're beating down the door. Why? Because they want the upgrade. They ain't beating down the door so you can downgrade. They're beating down the door so you can upgrade. But how right now men are looking for women to upgrade them. Wait a minute. You're the actionary principle. You're supposed to be upgrading her. And through that upgrade, ready? Through that upgrade, you're going to build a healthy ecosystem of family. Because a happy wife is a happy life. But uh, if you got if you got turmoil, chaos within the womb, you're going to have that within the household, within the child, within the family structure, and everything. And that's all because of you, man. Ain't got nothing to do with her, even though she is the source ecosystem that you rely on for your substance. I keep telling people, men keep wanting these tangible things from women. Stop that. You are the tangible aspect. She is the intangible, brother. Why would you want tangibility from the metaphysical? When metaphysical literally means the invisible. She brings the invisible principles. Love, desire, passion, nurturing, compassion, honor, respect, all of these things are metaphysical principles. You can't put respect in a bottle and go and, and buy it. You can't put love in a bottle and buy it. You can't put love in, you can't put these things into a product and go buy it. But you know they exist because you can see them embodied in the actions of humans. But a man, he can go, man, with that, guess what? You're the tangible. Why? Because you build a skyscraper, cars, planes, trains, computers. You are the actionary principle. So the woman is so women are supposed to be looking from tangible. Women are supposed to be looking for tangibility from men, and men are supposed to be looking for intangibility from women. How does she feed your spirit? Because a man only really wants peace. How does she bring peace to your spirit? How does she bring peace to your emotions? How does she upgrade your mind? How can she upgrade your the parts of you that nobody can touch? That is going to show you what kind of woman she is. And that's going to let you know what kind of woman you are. If you can't do this to the man, I'm letting you know now, ladies, you're not going to keep him. Because men, we seek the intangible. We're already building tangible. We're already working on cars, playing football, doing building guns, shooting all, all, all these toys. We already got all these toys. But there's going to come a time when we don't want these toys. We're going to want something deeper than these toys. And woman, you're going to have to be provide that something deep. And that's all intangible. So you can have your own house, your own car, your own this, your own that. That don't win no man. Because a man can do the same thing. He built the car you just, he built the car you're bragging on. He built the house you talk about living in. He built the job you talk about working at. It's called Uncle Sam for a reason. Not auntie. <laughs> right? So, we are masters of the tangible world, but we suck at the intangible world. We suck at the intangible world. We're horrible at the intangible world. You're gonna have to be that template, Mother Nature, to show us how to get in tune with the part of us that's intangible. But how many men can go to women for the intangibles right now? 
how many women are just an embodiment exuding that intangible that makes a man say, oh, look at the angel. Bless me. Show me how to get your intangibility. How many women can say that? You gotta analyze yourself as a woman. As a woman, what kind of intangible thing can I bring to a man's table? Balance, justice, order, reciprocity, peace. All of these things are intangible concepts that a woman must be able to bring to a man's chaotic world. And it's just black women like you, I completely 100% support. I completely ask the great grand holy mother of all divine to bless you and all that you take a liking to and to put that and to keep doing what you do. Why? Because in the end when it's all in the end when it's all said and done, it's your love and your passion for what you do that's gonna get you to where you need to be. Not how many people view you, that's gonna come regardless. That's gonna come regardless. Anything that is done in repetition, anything that is done in repetition will be learned. Repetition is the father learning. They're gonna learn who you are just because you do it too much. See? So keep going. Yeah, crank them out. One, two, three podcasts a day. Crank them out. Don't stop. Self-love is never ending. The people, we need it the most. We need yeah. it. <laughs> and, 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 and don't be, and like I said, don't be afraid to articulate to your kind and to other kinds the truth. Just do it from a place of love and they're going to understand it. So when I come and I teach these things, I teach from a place of love. I don't teach from a place of condescending nature or I don't teach from a place of I'm better than you. I teach from a place of actual facts that can be that can be shown and documented. I'm a big person that if you can't show me the receipts, don't show me. Wow, doctor, you took us to school. Like this was really like such a spiritual session that I truly enjoy so much because spirituality is really how you say it, where it's at. Where it's at. <laughs> I mean, you know, and until like you, until people like you start saying, it's right here. See that, but that's how the spirit goes, right? The spirit goes, the spirit leads you, and the spirit moves you, and you follow the spirit. I would, you, you see, I'm not even worried about that. Like the fact that we had, the fact that we are having and had a beautiful exchanging of energy, positive energy that wasn't rooted in some type of stereotypical uh, nonsense, right? Was all was was all was all I, that I needed. You know what I mean? So definitely give me a part two so I can tell people about this wonderful where can we where can we find you and keep up with you and support you all you gotta do is uh, I'm just google me chakra doctor c-h-a-k-r-a-d-o-c-t-o-r chakra doctor I'm on Instagram I'm on Facebook I'm on Twitter I'm on um I'm, I'm on a uh, TikTok I'm on Snapchat I'm on, I got my website, chakradoctor.org. You can just, like I said, just Google Chakra Doctor. I'm going to be the first one on your Google search. My backlinks and my SEO is all the way up there, so I'm good. Um, so when you Google Chakra Doctor, you're going to see me, man. You're going you're gonna to see me, see my, you know, all of the things that I'm doing. I'll get this miracle food. I'm healing cancer. I'm healing cancer, AIDS, and all kinds of, I'm healing over 10,000 people in county, right? Mm -hmm over 10,000 people in counting, and I'm doing it all with a natural, natural plant fats and herbs. You know, this is the tea. 
right? This is the tea. It's a nine herb tea, big old tea bag, right? Make a whole gallon of tea. Um, this is the miracle food. Comes in a 16-ounce bottle. And then this is the uh, the meal plan of eating of eating while you're on the... And it's a 15-day regimen, right? And this 15-day regimen, I've healed everything. I've reversed autism in six-year-old children. And it's uh, suitable for all ages. I give it... Man, yes, I give it to all the people... Um, in, who are suffering from incurables and they wanted and they, and they took a chance on me i haven't disappointed yet and now we're just bringing it to the forefront into the mainstream um you probably you may have seen me on on the on pod uh on the youtube podcast with lord jamar rod digger and godfrey um wow. tracy morgan has bought a miracle food uh b simone from wild and out has bought miracle food um you know a lot of a lot of, a lot of people a lot of people are starting to catch on to you know the goodness of miracle food and I'm just trying to make sure that I not only connect with the podcast world in the form of um, spiritually but connect with their audience to let them know that yo if you guys want to cure something that the hospital said was incurable please see me because I am that is doing that. I am the guy that is actually helping people with that. On my shirt, it says the COVID killer, right? Miracle food is the COVID killer. I've healed over 25 cases of people who had COVID. They take my, they take my cleanse, go to the hospital, they don't have COVID no more. So I tell people all the time that, you know, the greatest Jews are right in front of our face, right? We just got to learn how to, we just got to seek and find them. Wow. Please Everybody says it's fit. Everybody says it makes you feel. So it gives you great rest. It gives you great sleep. It, it makes you, uh, it relieves stress, anxieties, and tensions, right? It also gives you great energy, great energy, right? Mm -hmm. you, everybody will be reporting feeling tingling sensations, electric sensations, magnetic sensations. Uh, people be yawning and getting teary-eyed, um, getting the blockages out of the chakras. People, I learned, people teach, I teach them how to do FCA yoga breathing because FCA yoga breathing is a, 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 a special breathing that we do while we're doing it, right? So it's a whole, it's a whole ordeal and it's called FCA yoga. And they started off with that. And then um, I, start, I started saying, well, well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep going. And that's spiritual. So I was healing people spiritually. And remember, I told you, if you do it in the spirit long enough, your physical fruits gonna manifest of what you've been doing spiritually. So I was healing people with the FCA yoga spiritually, right? Over and over and over and over. And then that grew into a physical compound that actually heals people of incurable diseases, right? So it just it's just on with the healing, health. You know, the root word of health is healing and heal. So I definitely want to uh definitely want to continue the conversation. Definitely want to make sure that I have you as have you as an affiliate has have you as an affiliation and associate of mine who is uh who knows about what i do and knows the system and actually partaking to it right and actually experience it for yourself so you can see that yo this is why he's talking like that because he feels like this mm. right Thank you so much. I truly appreciate you. And I just want to thank the listeners for tuning in, tapping in, and we going to meet you at the tool.